I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. We begin today with a spotlight on drones. President Obama is scheduled to give a big speech tomorrow at the National Defense University in Washington. He's expected to outline his counterterrorism strategy and to explain his rationale for this country's use of unmanned aerial vehicles, you know, the drone program. Hundreds of U.S. drone strikes have targeted militants in Pakistan, Afghanistan, Yemen, Somalia. The number of people killed is hard to pin down precisely, but the U.K.-based Bureau of Investigative Journalism calculates it's somewhere between 3,000 and 4,700. And within that number are a large number of civilian deaths. Journalist Jeremy Scahill has been tracking the drone program for years. In one section of his new book, Dirty Wars, he describes a drone strike in Yemen that killed a radicalized American cleric in 2011. Anwar al-Awlaki had worked with al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula and had been linked to several plots against the United States. But Scahill also focuses on another drone attack in Yemen that involved another member of Anwar al-Awlaki's family, also a U.S. citizen. When his eldest son, Abdurrahman, turned 16 years old, he, um, he ran away from home in Sana'a and he went to the middle of nowhere, Yemen, to Shebwa province where there had been repeated strikes aimed at trying to kill his dad and he wanted to find his father. His father is killed in the north of Yemen while he's waiting for him there. And, and then the kid gets stuck. It's the, the Arab Spring was going on. Uh, there was fighting in Yemen. He couldn't make it back to Sana'a, to his grandparents' house, so he had to wait in this village for two weeks. He's out one night having dinner with his teenage cousins when a drone appears above them and launches a missile and blows the, the, the kids up. Uh, now, no one has ever made any allegation that that kid had anything to do with terrorism and that you know, his only connection to alleged terrorism was the fact that his last name was Al-Laki and his dad was Anwar Al-Laki. And the Obama administration has never provided an explanation as to why that kid was killed. I mean, it just seems like an impossible coincidence. Why do you think he was killed? Well, I don't know is the is 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 the honest answer. Um, in my reporting on it, and you know, I've done more reporting since the book came out. You know, I talked to a former senior administration official who worked on the targeted killing program, and he told me actually that John Brennan, who's now the CIA director, believed that it was an intentional hit that either JSOC, the Joint Special Operations Command, the elite military force, or the CIA had intentionally killed him. Perhaps because, and this happens a lot, the Yemeni government had fed them false information. Uh, you know that he was a 21-year-old militant, or that he had some connection to Al Qaeda, or he um, he could have been killed in what's called the signature strike, which is this these sort of pre-crime strikes that the Obama administration has been doing in, in certain regions of Yemen and Pakistan, where if you see a group of military-age males in a certain region, um, they'll preemptively declare them as militants and then take them out. It's like pre-crime, like like the Tom Cruise movie Minority Report. So, mm. you know, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I've, I've dedicated a significant portion of my life over the past couple of years to trying to figure out why this kid was killed. You know, the, in leaks to the media, the administration will say, oh, it was just a mistake or he was near someone that we were trying to kill. But the person that they claim to have targeted in that attack, a, a militant named Ibrahim Albana, is in fact still alive. So, I mean, to, to me, I think that the Obama administration not, not explaining how this 16-year-old American citizen was killed, like why that happened, leaves the door open to people presuming that they did it intentionally, that they sort of killed him in an act of pre-crime, which would really be uh, you know, a harrowing uh, reality. I mean, your narrative tells, uh, you know, tells a story of a boy, Abdurrahman, who simply missed his father and wanted to go see him and then got stuck. I mean, the people who support the drone program would probably say, isn't this just part of the collateral damage uh, of this program? And don't all wars have collateral damage? 
Well, I mean, it'd be one thing if, if uh, you know, if the kid was sitting next to his father um, and, you know, who the United States claimed to have evidence against that he was involved with plots against the United States. And in fact, a lot of U.S. officials erroneously claim, oh, well, he shouldn't have been near his father. He wasn't near his father. He hadn't seen his father for almost three years at the time of his death. Uh, I mean, collateral damage of what strike? I mean, and also, I'm sure you agree with me. I don't like that term collateral damage anyway when we're killing civilians. I mean, these are, <laughs> these are innocent people that are being killed. And you know, I mean, I got to know that family very well, and uh, and 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 feel like I have a really comprehensive picture of who that kid was. And just the notion that he had anything to do with terrorism is ridiculous. But you know, in order for it to be quote unquote collateral damage, you have to actually identify who the real target was that that makes him collateral damage of that strike. And the U.S. has failed to do that. You know, if I go back to uh, some of the rationale for the drone program, keeping American soldiers out of harm's way and, and, and dealing with threats against uh, U.S. national security, what, what's wrong with that? Well, I, I think that there's, there's sort of a false choice there. It's not that the U.S. would be sending in, you know, hundreds of thousands of U.S. troops to, uh, to Yemen or Pakistan if it wasn't doing the drone program. It would probably have to do an approach similar to the Clinton administration where you relied on trying to take suspects into custody and get indictments against them. And part of why I think the Obama administration is, is doing this is because Guantanamo remains open, you know, five years into the administration, despite the pledges to close it on the campaign trail. Obama, every time he tries to prosecute someone in civilian courts in the U.S. on terrorism charges, the Republicans go bananas and they say, oh, he shouldn't be read his Miranda rights and, you know, we should ship them to Guantanamo and these people should be enemy combatants. And so I think part of it is that the, you know, the kill capture program, the kill part of it has become more convenient. But also it's a myth that there aren't U.S. forces on the ground in harm's way when we're using drones. You have to have people on the ground painting targets, finding out who's who in various networks. And the U.S. does have a clandestine and covert presence on the ground in Yemen. It's part of how Anwar al-Awlaki was discovered. So it's a kind of myth that there aren't Americans in harm's way. I, I will say, though, that I think we are looking at the future of how the U.S. is going to wage its wars, and central to it is going to be trying to not have uh, U.S. soldiers en masse in harm's way. Jeremy Scahill is the author of Dirty Wars, The World is a Battlefield. He joined us from Philadelphia Station, WHYY. Jeremy, good to talk. Thanks. Thank you. And this afternoon, the Obama administration formally admitted for the first time that it had killed radical American cleric Anwar al-Awlaki and three other U.S. citizens in anti-terror strikes abroad since 2009. This came in a letter from Attorney General Eric Holder to Senator Patrick Leahy. But Holder said Alaki Sr. was the only U.S. citizen killed intentionally. The letter comes on the eve of a major speech on terror policy by President Barack Obama. We'll have coverage of that speech on tomorrow's edition of The World. And for all of our coverage of drones, just go to theworld.org slash drones.